Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And I'm Ellie Brigida. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the last this Week in the Lesdom is a place for us to touch base every episode about things that are going on in the podcast, in our lives, or just in the greater Les universe. And our first thing, as always, is we have a new Patreon perk, which is that you can get ad-free episodes. We would love for you to join our Patreon family for as little as a dollar a month. We also are looking forward, it's coming closer and closer, Clexicon. We are going to be doing another live show And we would love to see you there, so if you don't already have all your tickets booked, all your flights, get those, come hang out in Vegas, and uh, come see another live show in Gay. And another win for lesbians, Uh, (laughs) Olivia Coleman won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in The Favorite, which is amazing. (laughs) I also just love the fact that one of the lines that she says in the movie is, I like when she sticks her tongue inside me. So, um... (laughs) <laughs> just want to yeah just want to say one for the history books clearly lesbians win also i'm not gonna say uh that you're definitely gonna see us do you know maybe a less essentials on the favorite possibly oh soon God, I'm but so i'm excited. certainly not not saying that for this maybe thing that we might do <laughs> yes might ha- may or may not happen who's to say Uh, Also, if you just, you know, haven't gotten enough of your historical lesbian fictionalized tales, there's apparently breaking news about uh, Saoirse Ronan and Kate Winslet, who have been seen filming together for the newest historical fiction lesbian story. Apparently, it's called Ammonite. I don't know that much else about it, but apparently there's fossils, so I'm sold. I'm in. Fossils and Kate Winslet. (laughs) Amazing. And with that, back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 23rd installment of Should Have Been Gay. And in this week's episode, Ellie, have I ever told you that you have killer legs? I just want to photograph them. (laughs) All right, Lee. Oh, God. (laughs) It, like, it doesn't work as well. Actually, I don't think it ever worked when uh, Ryan Phillippe says it, but, you know, it's fine. It worked on some some people, I guess. But some of you may know there's a very important anniversary right now. It's 20 years since Cruel Intentions came out. Uh, The most important anniversary, I think, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When people talk about, like, their silver anniversary, their gold anniversary, this is what they mean. Oh, this is it. Yeah. This is the golden anniversary. They're like, how many years has it been since Cruel Intentions came out? That's what we're all really tracking. Yeah, how many years and how horribly did it age (laughs) spoiler alert very yeah so yeah so it's 20 years a couple weeks ago is officially 20 years but they are re-releasing it in theaters 
this weekend only. So before everyone, you know, runs on out to the theater to do their rewatch, we wanted to make sure that you know all of the things that should have been gay in Cruel Intentions. Because Cruel Intentions should have been gay. Let's do this. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little more gay. I just had this idea, but we're doing it. Uh, <laughs> we're putting together a Cruel Intentions should have been gay drinking game. We oh will have God. it up on our Instagram. We will have it up on our social media channels. And we want you to go to the theaters and play this drinking game. That's all I'm saying. If you don't have a theater that lets you drink near you, what are you doing? Find a better theater. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) And like many of our drinking games, I am sure this one can be survived as well? I hope so. Let's find out. Yeah. I'll test it out. (laughs) That's honestly the only way I can get through going to see Cruel Intentions in a movie theater again. Oh, it's it's rough. It's rough going. I just want you all to know we did rewatch for this episode. And boy, has this movie not aged super Mm -mm. well. Mm -mm. So before we really dive in, let's get started. As always, of course, IMDb synopsis is as follows. Two vicious step-siblings of an elite Manhattan prep school make a wager to deflower the new headmaster's daughter before the start of term. All right. Understandable. The thing that I love about this synopsis is that it goes right into my gay synopsis. (laughs) Because if you read it with the syntax, however you want it, my gay synopsis is that the two step-siblings make a wager who can deflower the new headmaster's daughter first. Oh. Is that that the argument you're going to be making? Yes, that it's a competition between Sebastian and Catherine to get Annette into bed, (laughs) which I love. I have a different gay synopsis. Uh, My gay synopsis is this movie was really only made... So that Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair could kiss. And there is True. no other redeeming quality to it. True. I, so I want you to know, I kept at a list as I was rewatching it, because I, even remembering back nostalgically, you know, where I, and I know it's the, it's the late 90s, it was 99, it's a different time for movies. Even remembering how much, like, I don't remember it being a great movie at the time, and then rewatching it now... I was somehow still impressed with how terrible <laughs> this movie is. Oh yeah. And so I started I started keeping a list of like all of the things that are so terrible about this movie and then I was reading through it to myself later and I realized I felt like one of those Stefan skits on SNL (laughs) where I wanted to be like New York's hottest club is Cruel Intentions. It's got Everything. It's got incest, homophobia, racism, sexual assault, slut shaming, victim blaming, and toxic masculinity. All of the things that you want in an instant cinematic masterpiece. It's so bad. It's just... It's so bad. It's terrible. It's really bad. I mean, I still cannot bring myself to say, like, I hate the movie, because I can't. It's Cruel Intentions. It's, like, so nostalgic. And here's the thing. Every single actor, love... I know. Like, everyone in it is, I just, well, except, except for one, but even then it's not even the actor. It's, it's, we'll, we'll get into it. It's fine. The character, yes. Yes, I know. 
it's terrible. I feel like we should just blanket statement and say we do not have time, nor are we the podcast, to dive into how terrible this movie is. Let's just assume, blanket statement over the entire movie, everything is problematic. Start to finish, everything is bad. Nothing good so happens problematic. in this movie. Every di- every line of dialogue, every plot point, everything that anyone does or says or thinks is a problem, is a serious, serious problem. But we're just going to gloss all over all of that, okay? To talk about this, yes. It's going to be fine. We're just, we're going to stay that at the front, and that's going to cover everything from here on out. So regardless of how much we make light of anything else, it's all terrible, it's all problematic, everything is bad. Okay, yes. good. Okay, so Ellie, why don't you start us out real quick? What was your experience with Cruel Intentions? Yes, so I was actually seven years old when this movie came out. <laughs> uh, so I didn't see it in the theaters, that's for sure. I decided to watch it with my sister. One year, we decided we were going to watch every horrible teen movie that existed so like wow a lot like all all the horrible classics right so cruel intention she's all that never been kissed like all those right (laughs) and when we watched this movie i was like wait what the what is this it's ridiculous so i think i watched it when i was like in my in my early 20s Oh wow. Uh, you you were a late comer to this. Yeah, huh? so it was pretty it was pretty late. I was like, I guess this is a movie everyone's seen, so let me just hop on it. And I was appalled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I definitely didn't see it when it came out. I was twelve when it came out. So there I feel like it's unlikely that I would have seen it then. I feel like I watched it in high school, so I was probably only a couple years behind. And I cause I remember watching it and it was still I mean, it must have been a, a few years after it was released, but it was still a big deal. The kiss was a big deal and was still probably one of the very few instances of two girls kissing in like a mainstream thing that you could find. I mean, there it was pretty few and far between at that yeah. point, right? So mm-hmm. I think it was still enough of a novelty that the movie was kind of still a, a known Entity, thing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I feel very strongly that is probably the only reason anyone is still talking about this movie is because of how groundbreaking that was at the time. Because otherwise, this would have faded into obscurity so fast. See, I don't think it would have faded into obscurity because it's so it's so ridiculous. Like, there is nothing like this movie. Well, nothing... I don't know. I'm like, going to say nothing that had the budget and the the names and the actors that they got. Yes, and like the ridiculous plot points, the weird chemistry between the stepsister, the step siblings. Oh, yeah. Like the really like it pushes everything so far that you're like so appalled that you're intrigued. I think that you can't stop watching. Yeah, you can, I mean to a certain extent, but I will say this time through, I found myself wondering a lot more like who wrote this? Oh, who yeah. is the, the skeevy is so skeevy man who wrote this story? This is horrible. When yeah. we sit down now and we say like, "Oh, do we really need all of these stories again that are just like some straight white guys?" like, wet dream of what he wants to see himself on screen. And I'm like, whose wet dream is this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who wants to watch this? This is horrible. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it definitely got way beyond where I think it, it should have, but we'll 
We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the Cassini even more. I still think the, the kiss is the only thing the movie really had going for it. And they must have known, too, because otherwise, why is it even there? It serves no, pur- it's no fine. purpose. We're going to talk about it. No We're purpose about except it. to placate men and lesbians. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's start. I You've given it away a little bit, but who do you think should have been gay? Okay. So here's my thing. I think all of the main female characters should have been gay. I mean, agreed. Just all the time, always. Here are my main Here are my main points. So Annette Hargrove, who's played by Reese Witherspoon, should have been gay because her whole character is basically like, I love chastity and I don't, I'm saving myself for marriage. And I'm like, that is just classic repressed lesbian who's like, I don't, why would anyone like... I, it's so easy to save myself for marriage because I'm not interested in men. No one loves chastity more than a soon-to-be lesbian. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, Catherine, who's played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, who is the, like, sex-crazed, demonic stepsister yeah. character. Some- something. She's something. But I will say, very hot. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what I love about this, because I, I love, love Sarah Michelle Gellar, and I, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar is a great actress. What I love is when Sarah Michelle Gellar gets given terrible material. It's true in this. It was true in Ringer, which was her first big like comeback thing after she hadn't really done much for a while. Uh, and was a god-awful show, and it was the one where she played twins. Oh, God. Um, Or, yeah, she played, like, one twin impersonating the other twin, one of them faked their own death, something, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was terrible, it ran for one season, did not get brought back for a second, even though it ended on a very, very, like, the most cliffhanger-y cliffhanger ever, Uh, and still the networks were just like, nope. Nope. Um, But I watched the whole season because I love her, even though it was so bad. And so it's a very similar thing, where the material is just awful, and she still commits she commits she pulls it off like i believe that she is Catherine. like she embodies Catherine. so in my opinion Catherine is bisexual because she you can see that she's definitely like she had that relationship with court that she's so like vengeful about and blah 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 court could be sure for courtney i get it court yeah courtney but i still do think okay when her and Cecile, so Cecile's also, I think I'm going to say, let's say she's also bisexual. But Catherine and Cecile, Cecile played by Selma Blair, thoroughly enjoy that makeout scene. Cecile more so than Catherine. Cecile was feeling it. But that's because Catherine is experienced. She's like, everyone practices on their girlfriends. I'm like, not everyone practices on their girlfriends, Catherine. Only lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? So I think Catherine wasn't as into the kiss because she's kissed too many women. And Cecile was like, this is the first woman I've ever kissed. So I'm (laughs) loving this. (laughs) I think Catherine, I certainly believe, girl loves sex. Yes. Right? Like, even at the end when she's getting all pissy with Sebastian and she's like, I want to fuck. And you're like, you would just like literally anything moving in front of you. I think you Yes. It's fine. Yes. Um, Cecile, absolutely. That kiss was earth shattering for her. Yeah, that was life changing for Selma Blair. Yeah. You can tell. You can see it. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's it's that classic, the kiss, one of them pulls away, Cecile is still there, eyes closed. Yep. Like, just... She's having an experience. It's so good. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We've all been there for that experience, yes. Cecile. We get it. We get it. It's fine. Let's just talk about that kiss scene. Yeah, let's. Let's do it. Because I agree with you. Like, why is it there? <laughs> it's <laughs> for no for no reason. No reason. Like No reason at all. What does Catherine and here's the thing about this too, is Catherine is a schemer. She is a master manipulator. She plays the game and she treats humans like her puppets. What does she gain? from kissing Cecile. Well, I do think she is trying to, like, win Cecile over, but it's like, you could have gained her trust without making out with her, Catherine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you were, she's trying, she is trying to gain Cecile's trust so she can, like, mess with her, right? She wants to hear all this information about her life, but Cecile was already giving that to her before Catherine right. kissed her. When did, like, friendship bracelets go out of style? Yeah, you know? right? You didn't I mean, need to make out with her. You didn't. Make a girl cookies. Just... Yeah. Or, alternatively, stick your tongue in their mouth. Yeah. You know. The tried and true friendship methods. The use. really what, what we're sticking to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the kiss serves no purpose. I think the kiss is another example of some man thinks this is hot and put it in, you know, his screenplay and or book, depending on which man you want to be pointing the finger at at any given time in this case. I also, I really do think it is what made Cruel Intentions stand out. On its own, the movie's terrible. But in 1999, two women on screen in a huge studio-backed film in theaters with actresses that you knew. In the middle of Central Park? That was a huge deal. I mean, let's keep in mind, so Sarah Michelle Gellar obviously also was famous at the time for Buffy, a groundbreaking lesbian relationship on Buffy. Yep. Uh, Willow and Tara did not kiss on screen until 2001. Huge. And even then, it was... I mean, I want to say it was almost a year after they got together. Like, they didn't show them kissing for... Oh, yeah, they just were doing magic together for, like, years. (laughs) (laughs) They were doing magic together. They were blowing out a candle and then leaving it to the imagination what was happening. They didn't kiss for a long time. And even then, very, very little while they were still on the WB. WB clamped down a lot on them being able to do anything actually explicitly on screen. They kissed more, I think, once the the show moved to UPN. UPN was like, eh, hey, gay, cool. Do it. Apparently had much, much less stringent restrictions on that. I don't know. But this, this I think, was big. It was a big deal. I mean, I'm not going to say every lesbian has gone back and watched this kiss a couple times, but, like, every lesbian has gone back and watched oh, yeah. this kiss a I watched, couple times. Yeah. I watched the movie, and then I just YouTubed that clip. <laughs> It's a good kiss. They have a good kiss. You know, on the list, on the ranking of terrible on-screen kisses, like, this one's pretty, pretty good. Oh, it's pretty great. It's pretty good. Look, I'm just saying if my first kiss was, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar teaching me how to make out. You would be a lesbian like you are now. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Oh, did I never tell you that fun story about that time that Sarah Michelle Gellar caused my... Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
That does sound nice. Uh, Lesbian Awakening by Making Out With Me in Central Park. (laughs) It was the summer of 99. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was 12. I was 12. It was a little age inappropriate, but it's fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, come on. She's Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's just a beautiful person through and through. That's all I'm going to say about that. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So, I mean, the lesbian kiss scene, that's like, that's the easiest. That's like the gimme, right? That's like the first thing. Yes. I want to talk a little bit about my my new plot. Our reimagining of Cruel Intentions. Yeah. I feel like... It will still be problematic. I'm sorry. But (laughs) it's what the movie's about. Like, the movie is ridiculously problematic because it's about most 90s movies. Two teenagers making a bet about sleeping with someone or making someone popular. Like, everyone's always making a bet and, like, messing with other people's lives. So they make the bet, but they're very competitive with each other. So just take that competition and turn it onto Annette. So in this reimagining, Annette is not about Sebastian at all. Weirdly... Not weirdly at all, because it's Sarah Michelle Geller. She's more into Catherine. And so Catherine ends up gaining her trust. And everything that happens with Sebastian, you just switch out Catherine. And Sebastian basically replaces the Catherine character. And uh-huh. that's my, my lesbian cruel intentions. Catherine waiting at the top of an escalator in a yes. deep blue button down. I'm here for it. I, <laughs> I mean... sort of love it. It's so twisted and weird, <laughs> but I love it. I could get behind it. Yeah. I think if we were going to reboot it, I would I would vote for that for the reboot. I feel like for the original, my should have been gay is so much easier to work in. You barely have to change anything in the movie at all. Here's how I imagine Cruel Intentions 
the 99 classic, Being Gay, is that final scene where Annette's in the car and she's driving down the open highway, having just ruined Catherine's entire reputation and life and everything. Uh, and then they, they pan out. Right, because you know that she's flashing back to her holding hands with Sebastian in the car. She I made him smile. Yeah. Okay, get it. Um, you pan out, and it's just her holding hands with Cecile. Oh my god, amazing! Right, like that's what I want to see. Is I want to see both of them being like, oh my god, they both were the worst human beings alive, and we are so much better than that. And we have found each other thanks to the bond that we forged, having. Sebastian and Catherine both try to ruin our lives, but instead, they just brought us together. And we took them down! That's a much more beautiful ending than mine. I'm like, and they still have a twisted relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! No, see, I think you could just have have bypass the whole Sebastian-Catherine thing, and you just have Annette and Cecile get together. That's what I want to see. That's a good choice, too. I would see that. Right? Because yeah. I agree. I think Annette is just repressed and has not realized it yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, because also, look, I'm sorry, but sure, the whole... You know, oh, chastity, I'm saving myself for marriage. Yes, classic, classic excuse for I'm going to be gay in a hot second. Yep. Um, the other thing is, again, if you're going to have your first crush that's leading to you realizing you're actually into girls, I think Ryan Philippi is a great, especially in this movie, is a great choice. Oh, yeah. He's right? such like, a little, He's basically he's a, a lesbian. Boy, yeah. He's he's beautiful. He's got he's a beautiful so, yeah, he's so cute. face. He's, I have a crush on him. It's all clean. I know, right? Because yeah. he looks like a lesbian. Who yeah. wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. So I think Annette is like, you know, uh, one foot through the door already on her way to realizing this. Cecile, I think the kiss awakens some feelings. Yep. I think it's very telling to me that Cecile kind of becomes a little, like, sexually awakened as well post her encounter with Sebastian. And what does Sebastian do in that encounter that mm -hmm. just really kind of sells her on sex? Oh, that's right. He writes the alphabet with his tongue, but... Down there. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you're going to find an awful lot of, you know, 17-year-old boys that are going to want to do that, Cecile. Sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so, amazing. I'm just saying you have, you know, just the perfect, the stage has been set, it's all ready to go, you just make them get together instead of, for some reason, Annette, who seems to be, like, a rational, smart person deciding that she's in love with Sebastian. Makes no sense. None at all. No. Agreed. So I, that's what I would say. I love it. I want to talk super quickly about Cruel Intentions the musical before we... Uh, yes, please. Put a, little, put a little button on all of this because I just think it's amazing and a weird little like aside how we're all connected. <laughs> a small gay world. Right? Unofficial Cruel Intentions musical in LA, one of our good friends and previous podcast guests, one of our faves, Shelly Regner, actually played None other Cecile than. in Cruel Intentions, the musical, which I think is amazing. Selma Blair, Reese Witherspoon, and Sarah Michelle Gellar all went to see the musical and like met them and everything. So they have, I'm so jealous. They have been in the same room. We are 
one degree of separation away from Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. All I'm saying, Lee. We're basically her best friend. Yes. Uh, obviously. That's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Also, bravo, Shelly, because we love you. Love her. <laughs> I can't believe that I have never seen Cruel Intentions the musical. Right? I feel, I, feel like like I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on something formative right now. Oh, yeah. We'll have to look it up. Before we end all of the should have been gay, we should talk about the was gay. Yes. Sort of that, you know, is in the movie because it is so classic 1999 film with like, we're going to include some gay, but make it as problematic as possible. Yep. Through the characters of Greg and Blaine. Played by Joshua Jackson. Literally so good and horrible. (laughs) Joshua Jackson, who apparently decided if I just bleach my hair and act like a little shit, that's basically gay, right? So bad. Got it. So he plays Sebastian's friend question mark can we go with sebastian have friends i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna say he's as close to a friend as sebastian's gonna get yes who is gay and furthers the plot by having sex with greg who is played by eric mabius being extremely closeted and which i just love because i cannot believe i did not remember this Looking back on the movie, that Tim from The L Word plays a super closeted gay dude in Cruel Intentions, which I just think is amazing because the yep. whole time I was rewatching this, I was sitting there going, Tim, you hypocrite, and you gave Jenny such a hard time. Uh, uh, look at you. Tim. <laughs> so, Eric Mabius, look at you, showing back up on my little screen uh, as Greg. Being all gay and calling yourself the Gregster. I just, it was terrible. But I kind of wanted to call it out because, oh, God, I hate Tim so much. (laughs) I hate Tim so much. I hated Greg so much as well. I assume I don't actually hate Eric Mabius, although, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure he's a wonderful person. (laughs) But I just thought that was hilarious. Also, it literally is the most problematic thing ever. So bad. Let's not even get into it. It's terrible. Joshua Jackson was terrible in this. That whole thing is real bad. But as you know, we love the lesbian rabbit hole. So have to call out the not only actual gay thing in the movie, but also its other connection to more lesbian things. Of course. It always Classic. is. It of always course. is. All right. So which characters are we shipping? I think we made it pretty obvious, but let's just lay it out there. Okay. I ship Cecile and Annette. That's my... All right, That's my go-to. My number one ship is Catherine and Annette. <laughs> but I also would ship Catherine and Cecile. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I will not? ship all of the main female leads are interchangeable to be with each other. That's I mean, all. that's basically like you and me in any movie ever. Yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. So let's do some ship names. So let's start. What do we start with? Should we let's start with? Let's do Cecile and Annette. Okay. Cecile and Annette. <clears throat> they all have terrible names for this by the way not good not good at all so cecile and annette uh i'm gonna say what i would actually do is use their last name so we have Mm. cecile caldwell and annette hargrove and i would go with calgrove 
All right. Uh, what about Harwell? Harwell also doesn't sound bad. An option. We could also go with Sunet. <laughs> <laughs> or Saset. Saset. Yeah, they're not great. They're not. They're not really good. I yeah. I think Car. Callgrove or Hard Hardwell. Hardwell. Oh, Hardwell. Ooh. Yeah, that's sort of sexy. <laughs> Hardwell. Sounds like uh, probably some porn star. Someone's stripper last name. name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go with Catherine and Annette. So same thing. Not good. The problem is Catherine. The Rin doesn't give you a lot to work with. Yeah, like right, like Cathnet. Un, un, a rin. A, yeah, un, it's not. Uh, rin. And I cannot Kathnet. pronounce Catherine's last name. How, how, how does it go? You'll Mertui, know. Mertui. All right. Well, I don't know how they say it in the movie. How do they say it in the movie? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> my guess is it's supposed to be Mertui. Mertui. All right. I can't say that. So let's just say uh, we could do Mertwell. Uh, these are going from bad to worse, Not my good. friends. So I think the point is change uh, the okay. names, change the film. Murdwell. 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 Yeah. It's yeah. not good. We will need to, I think we'll need Call some audience participation for this one. We're going to put this one up on our Twitter because it's so not, it's not working out. Okay. So Murgrove. Murgrove. Murgrove or Murdwell is what we're saying, right? Yeah. Murgrove, Murdwell, and okay. then... Cathiel. <laughs> Annette and Cecile are Hardwell. <laughs> Those are our final answers. Yeah, it's, it's rough going so in bad. this one. So bad. But guess what? None of them are incestuous. So hey. So hey, here we go. Here we go. They're all better than that. They're, yeah, they're all better than that. And they're all better than what this movie already was. So Hurrah. cruel intentions should have been gay. Should have been gay. Let's be Maybe real. if it had been gay, it would have been less highly, highly problematic. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from all of you uh, and building this community, so we just want to take the opportunity every episode to shout out one of our favorite things that's happened lately. I am in charge of our Instagram, so I get a lot of amazing DMs, mostly about things you want to be gay. We hear you. And this week, we are going to talk about Laura Prado, who suggested we do 9 to 5 for Should Have Been Gay. Here are her top four reasons, which you can't really argue with. One, Lily Tomlin, gay icon. Two, Jane Fonda, feminist icon. Three, Lillian Jane's chemistry on and off screen is incredible. And four, perhaps the best one, Dolly Parton with a cat heart eyes emoji. <laughs> sold. 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 Done. We'll add it yes. to the list. As always, we also want to thank our top tier Lesbian Jesus patrons who help make this podcast a reality week after week. So shouting out Amy and Ellen. Kayla Kelly. Lizette Stye. Tanya Ferguson. Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Mark Foster, and Sarah and Julia. Thank you so much to all of you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Please send us more should have been gay recommendations. We love getting them. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever podcasting app you use to listen to podcasts so that you get new episodes as soon as they release. 
And make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to support the podcast, there are a couple different things that you can do. You can go on iTunes, you can rate and review us. A, we love reading them. B, it helps new people find the podcast and check us out. Or you can support us on Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get a lot of cool perks there, like blooper reels and some behind-the-scenes videos of some of our interviews. If you want to buy some of our merch, you can check out our Tee Public store. We have tees, we have totes, we have tank tops, we have all sorts of good stuff. You can find it at bit.ly slash lesshop. You can also donate to our Trevor Project campaign at bit.ly slash lestrevor. If you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and on Instagram. I am at LSH Foster. And you can find me at Ellie Bridget on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out. out.